0: Regards? Sincerely? Cheers? Thanks? Sent from my mobile? Fingers big, keyboard small? Whatever closing you may be using at the moment, it turns out that the way you end an email could be more influential than you think, and not just in terms of how likely the recipient is to write back. Depending on the context, the way you close your emails could affect the recipient's sense of worth and value and even influence how they respond to other people in their inbox. Yeah, I know. That does sound like a little bit of a reach, but stick with me for a moment because the research is actually pretty interesting. A couple weeks ago, I stumbled across an article where the email productivity company Boomerang describes finding that emails with a closing that expressed gratitude, like thank you or thanks in advance, had an average response rate of 62%, while emails without a gratitude-based closing, like BEST, had an average response rate of just 47.5%. This seemed like a pretty handy email hack, but this wasn't a true research study, so it made me wonder, is this really a thing? And if so, why does an expression of gratitude increase the likelihood of a response? It turns out that others had wondered the same thing, and in a series of studies, a pair of researchers tested the effect of neutral and grateful emails to see if grateful emails might lead to more pro-social behavior. As in, would expressing gratitude increase the likelihood of receiving a helpful response? And if so, why would that be? 69 university students were told that they'd be providing a student with feedback on their job application cover letter as part of a Career Center study. They received the cover letter in an email, and were asked to email their comments directly to the student, named Eric Sorensen, within 24 hours. One day after sending Eric their feedback, participants received a reply from Eric's email account. Half of the participants, the control group, received a neutral email which acknowledged receiving their feedback and asked for help with a second cover letter. Specifically, Dear so-and-so, I just wanted to let you know that I received your feedback on my cover letter. I was wondering if you could help with the second cover letter I prepared and give me feedback on it. The cover letter is attached. Can you send me some comments in the next three days? The other half of participants, the gratitude group, on the other hand, received an email which included an expression of gratitude in addition to the request for additional help. Their email said, Dear so-and-so, I just wanted to let you know that I received your feedback on my cover letter. Thank you so much. I am really grateful. I was wondering if you could help with a second cover letter I prepared and give me feedback on it. The cover letter is attached. Can you send me some comments in the next three days? So what happened? As you can probably guess, those who received the grateful emails were significantly more likely to help with the second cover letter, a response rate of 66% as opposed to 32% for the neutral email. The researchers could have stopped there, but they did a second study that extended their findings in ways that might be even more intriguing. The next study started out the same way as the previous one, with 57 university students being asked to provide this fake student Eric with comments on his cover letter. Once again, Half of the participants, the control group, received a neutral email from Eric, confirming that he received their feedback. Specifically, Dear so-and-so, I just wanted to let you know that I received your feedback on my cover letter. Meanwhile, the other half of participants, the gratitude group, received a more grateful email. Like, Dear so-and-so, I just wanted to let you know that I received your feedback on my cover letter. Thank you so much. I am really grateful. However, instead of Eric asking for help on a second cover letter, one day later, participants received an email from a totally different made-up student with the name Steven Rogoff, who wrote, Hi so-and-so, I understand that you participated in a Career Center study to help students improve their job application cover letters. I was wondering if you could give me feedback on a cover letter I prepared. The cover letter is attached. Would you be willing to help me by sending me some comments in the next two days? Just to clarify, at this point, the participants don't know that they are still participating in a study. As far as they know, Stephen is just some rando student reaching out for help. So, how did they respond? Well, once again, participants who received the grateful email from Eric were about twice as likely to help this other totally random student, Stephen, as those in the control condition who received the neutral email. With 55% in the gratitude group responding with feedback, compared to just 25% of those who received the neutral response. So what are the implications and takeaway of this? I'll get to that in a moment, but the bigger question might be, why did these expressions of gratitude lead to a willingness to help others, even strangers, who were not at all connected to the person who originally expressed gratitude? There are two theories about this. One possibility is that expressions of gratitude increase our self-efficacy, or our sense of competence, And when we feel more confident in our ability to be helpful, we are more likely to do so. The other possibility is that gratitude contributes to our sense of social worth, or the feeling that we are valued and can make a positive difference in others' lives. And that when we feel our efforts to help are appreciated, we are more likely to extend ourselves in this way. If, on the other hand, we are not sure if our efforts are valued, or have concerns about whether people will accept or reject our help, were less likely to try. So which is it? Researchers had participants complete both a self-efficacy and social worth assessment, and though both the participants' self-efficacy and social worth scores increased after receiving the grateful emails in the two studies, only one of these factors was found to be a statistically significant link between gratitude and pro-social behavior. And that was social worth. In other words, at least in this series of studies, the likelihood of our helping is dependent not so much on whether we feel confident in our ability to help, but in how confident we are that our help will be valued, needed, and truly appreciated by others. So what are the main takeaways from all of this? Well, it's easy to get lost in the daily grind of our lives and hyper-focused on the various challenges we're facing. To worry about making rent, memorizing the last movement of a concerto for our next lesson, and keeping the kids from spending all day on YouTube in the midst of everything else being canceled. Yet, there are many people in our lives, from our kids, piano teachers, and composition teachers, and volleyball coaches, and jiu-jitsu instructors, to our ophthalmologists, dog groomers, and the many colleagues who agreed to listen to us play and give us feedback, who go above and beyond to make each day a little better. So I love the idea that reflecting on our gratitude for their presence and expressing this to them could not only make them feel more valued, needed, and appreciated, but that this could also contribute to a bit of a domino effect of behaviors that could positively impact the lives of others. How, in other words, a simple thank you today could make the world a slightly better place for a stranger tomorrow. You can find links to this week's study and other resources like practice hacks and the audition cheat sheet at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found the episode helpful please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week.